from the Los Angeles Underground. It's time for your new favorite podcast, The Superiority Complex. It's like honey in your ear holes. Welcome back to Superiority Complex, everybody. New favorite podcast. Uh, we're Johnless today. We have no John. John is out for the next month, possibly. So good luck to John. Uh, he's getting ready to have uh, surgery. So he's going to replace one of his uh, one of his knees. He's going to have knee replacement surgery, which I understand is extremely painful. So get in there, kids, and uh, do some stretching. Like Jake, uh, like Jake, uh, the uh, the advice Jake offered me uh, 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 before we went there was, hey, do some stretches. Uh, I need to start doing that shit. Right. I like wake up. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I well, make, I'm making noises now. I'm not even, like almost thirty. Well, you know what I'm they say: thirty is when the check engine light comes on. Mm-hmm. I feel I feel that check engine light coming on right now. <laughs> <laughs> I had Brent do some nighttime yoga with me the other day, like before bed. That's like, what they're calling it now. How do, you, <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you feel after? How do you feel after yoga? Did he feel relaxed? I'm done talking. Were his chakras <laughs> cleared and empty? Patrick ruined my question. I was that was a genuine ask right there. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, I walked right into that. Apparently, so did he. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. We got we got distracted there, and uh, Brett, you can continue that story if you'd like. Uh, uh, no. Uh, come on, Anita. I was just trying to share a nice moment. I know. And how is Brent doing? How How's our friend from the home video hustle? Good. Yeah, and I the, I see you guys did the five heartbeats, so now we don't have to do that movie. So thanks, Brent, and. Uh, do they love it? <clears throat> I just like to say it was a great episode. So if you guys want to always go check out our friends at home video, capital, capital H, capital V, capital H, capital, capital P, lowercase oddcast. <laughs> always, <laughs> always good to hear. Uh, congratulations to Cameron on his new job. Um, yeah. Did you, um, were you there when they watched the movie? Yes. Okay. That's always weird. I would hate to do that. I would hate to be in the room. Whether when I when you guys watch some of the movies that make you watch, I don't want to be in the room. I just want to hear the fallout. You know, that's why uh, is that weird? I don't know. Because if I really love a movie, I will just stare at you to watch your reactions. To <laughs> what I want. You ever do that? Okay. You ever, I want you that's to see this movie, me. or you know, like a song. <laughs> like you're like, I want to share this song with you, and you just stare at the person while they're like, are they smiling? Are they? Is the head moving? What's going on? What's going do on? They like it? Do they don't? I want yeah. to know. Let me see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't say I, I did the same thing. Uh, <laughs> by the way, what show do I think about when I see all of your heads in little boxes like this? And no, Pretty not much. no, it's not. Yes, I was going to say no, it's not seven. Uh, yeah. So uh, Jake is here, uh, uh, Anita's here, Kalei is here, Justine is here, and Patrick is here. Hi, everyone. Hi. Hi, everybody. Hey, everybody. Uh, how's everybody doing? Oh, Justine's eating a brioche bun. Was that, what is that, a line caught uh, tuna? That looks like the thinnest burger I've ever seen. It's Probably. a McDonald's cheeseburger. Oh, a McDonald's cheeseburger? <laughs> 
Yeah, come on. That's why I showed you how thin that was. Look at that. You guys, you, got, you guys got McDonald's and you didn't share some with the rest of the class? I, you know, if you don't share your McDonald's with me, I will not be offended. I'm just going to let you know. Did uh, you get nuggets? I mean, I just want the offer. I don't, I don't want it, but. <laughs> what else did you get? <laughs> Describe it to us. It's delicious. What's your, what's your beverage of choice? I got a Sprite. Esprite. All right. Mm-hmm. Great. By the way, it's everybody, uh, by the way, everybody, uh, we just because this the show doesn't always line up on the days we wanted to. Uh, Justine's birthday was uh, when was it? Justine Monday. Yes, yep. it was Monday. You're, you're mm-hmm. 21 years old now. You can drink finally legally. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you feel? Closer to 40. Yeah, it's well. I'm I'm farther away from forty than you are. So think of it that way. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a it's a little scary. Getting a little Me bit too. To a new number. That's <laughs> fine. You're gonna flip over. You know, it's like when you're. I mean, my bracket already with age groups is already in there. Right. And that changed. It was sad. Yeah, when you start when you start answering those online surveys and you move down a bracket, you're yeah, always like, oh no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm not in the demographic anybody cares about anymore. They're like, shut up. I'm in the shut up old man demographic. So don't well, feel one bad. Of the kids at work taught me what Merck was. So now I keep saying it at work and they're all embarrassed by me. Why? Because I didn't know what that meant. They had to go teach me what it meant. Well, Merck meant someone. Yeah. Brent says it all the time. Mm-hmm. I know you would say it in a game, but I've never heard people say it outside of a game. Oh, yeah. He got murked. Um, listen, <laughs> we do it every year. Uh, we do it to everybody on the show. We're all going to sing "Happy Birthday, Josephine," and this always sounds terrible because we're all because of the delay on the. Um, of, <laughs> why is Kalei laughing? <laughs> why are you giggling? Here we go. Ready? Three, two, one. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Justine Happy birthday to you. Estas son las mañanitas. Happy birthday, Justine. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Justine, what was the best birthday present you ever got? What was the best birthday present you ever got that you remember? That's a hard question. Beside that, beside us being that. I feel like birthday presents I don't really remember, but I'll remember like Christmas. Well, what was the best Christmas present you ever got? Patrick knows. Oh, no. (laughs) I don't want to know. Bicycle <laughs> when I was like ten or eleven. Oh yeah! And tell them what happened. I bursted out crying and I ran away from the room. Oh, like, you were so overwhelmed. For me to handle. Yeah. She does not handle surprises like that very well. She panics. She throws up. She breaks out in <laughs> hives. It's a mess. So my parents, when they got me my car, um, they had to tell me because they didn't want they didn't want to surprise me. Um, do you just get emotionally overwhelmed? Is that what it is? And you're not used to showing emotions, so you just like shut down. 
Well, when I was like in, um, how old was I? Like middle school, I would be so excited to go to Target. I broke out in hives. My whole arm was like in hives. Because <laughs> I was just so excited to go to Target. <laughs> oh my God, that's great. This is why my parents like don't really surprise me because they're not supposed to. <laughs> they don't know what's going to happen. That's crazy. That's so sweet. It I'm is. I'm the we go on a trip, I'm excited for something, I'm probably going to throw up that day or like... Yeah, I, I, remember, I remember kids in school getting, like, on a field trip, they would just barf before they had to go because they were so pumped up about going on a field trip. They worked themselves up. I get, like, sick. I, I like, stay up all night. I can't sleep. I'm just way too excited, so... You can't sleep at night? You toss and turn, listening for the telephone? Is that what happens? Sure. All right. Yeah. Good, good for you. Happy birthday, Justin. How was Disneyland? Crowded. Yeah. Spring Breakers, Toontown opened up, and um, no. everyone I think has the same thing about rain. They're like, "Oh, it's gonna be good because there's no no one gonna be there." That used to be true, but now everybody does it. We ran around eleven, and as we were in the parking structure, like looking in, I was like, "Wow!" Like all these parking um, levels were already full, and we were up at the top, so we were on the roof. Oh and wow! We, so the parking structure is broken into Pixar and. Mickey and Minnie. Mm -hmm. We were in the Mickey Minnie part because Pixar was already full. Yeah, I. That's I like know. a summer I'm day. Sure they probably they probably um filled it up that day. For that's sure. like that's like a summer day right there. Yeah, yeah. people vacationing. They're not going to let a little rain stop them from visiting the happiest place. On not Earth. when they're paying two hundred dollars to get in. Cool. Mm -hmm. They should refund they this because like, it rained today. Happening. We should get a refund because it rained today. Good luck. Good luck with that. Rain is the best time to go. Why? Because, you know, people are less likely to be crowded. It does happen, but the time before we went when it was raining, there's nobody there. Uh, I can't ride Alice in Wonderland, so forget that. I can't ride... Uh, 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 Why not? Because they, they close it because of the rain. No, they don't. Yes, they do. It was open. It was open. I'm telling you, if you get a continuous downpour, they close it because of the mm. outdoor portion of the ride. Mm. No, mm. you don't know. People were riding Matterhorn <laughs> and all Splash sorts Mountain. of stuff. Hmm? Matterhorn Mountain. becomes Splash Mountain in the rain. Sure. Hey, there you go. <laughs> uh, when it, is that still open, Splash Mountain? I can still go get my... Uh... Yeah, they didn't close it down yet. Okay. Yeah, but it's not racist anymore. I can still go get no, my racist. It is still I thought they took the sound down. It's not fixed yet. It's still no. I know it's not fixed, but I thought they took the song out. So what plays? Nothing. Silence. Uh, I think it's just different music. Huh. I don't know. Why don't you guys investigate this while you were there? This that was like the perfect. Fuck Splash Mountain. I, I told them to go on it. I was like, look, we're already prepared. We already have Poncho. He's already wearing a rain jacket. Why wouldn't he? No, no, no. Because we of white guilt, he resistance. can't write it because of his white guilt. That will not allow him. His mm. white liberal guilt will not allow him to ride that ride. Well. Even ironically. <laughs> <laughs> Do you understand? Uh, you rise. You remember the part where yes, I remember. the canyons moved? Yes, I remember every part of that ride. Like it happened moving. yesterday. Oh, they weren't? Is this what's going to happen? Is this just going to slowly start it's to break down? down. Freaking Disney, dude. I, it's gonna In 15 years, they're going to get all excited. Like You have to close Indiana Jones so they can make everything work again. Oh. Yeah. Already happened. We went on the Mickey Mouse. There's ride always again. something that doesn't work on uh, Indiana Jones. Uh, the, the, the whole ride doesn't work. 
I thought they redid the whole thing. And Maybe. Was again. They fixed all that stuff. I want yeah. the eyes okay. of Mara back. Look into the eye. It was open, then, that, it uh... then it was open, then it closed. Mm -hmm. Then it clopened. Kalei, <laughs> what's your favorite ride at Disneyland? You you strike me as a... Uh, 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 I want to I want to say it's something in Fantasyland. I want to say it's like a Peter Pan or maybe like a... a I don't know. I feel like... Uh, maybe even Mr. Toad, which I respect. Mm -hmm. I do like a Mr. Toad. And if you're cold, you go into Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. You get toasty in hell. Right. Ah, go to the new Mickey and Minnie ride. That thing is. Toasty. I've heard it's. I've heard it's. Oh, is it warm in there? The line is really, really warm. Oh, just baking that COVID right in. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. It's so bad. Kalei, I'm sorry we interrupted you. That's okay. I love a a good storybook land tour. In the oh, show, nice. You know, going through the, like, you get a really good guide. That's my favorite, looking at the miniatures and um, hearing, like, little witty quips about it. It's my favorite. True story. Uh, my wife has a friend named Shauna who used to work at the park, and uh, she she was a ride operator on that ride for a short time, and they would always put her on the fauna. So she was Shauna on the fauna. <laughs> it always makes me laugh. I thought they were so clever. Uh, I used to love to ride the Casey Jr. train, but uh, which goes around, which circumvents uh, Storybook Land. My favorite seat is the back, the caboose facing the wrong way. That is the best. That is the best. I love that seat. I it's it's that almost one. like a little roller coaster because it gets, it gets some speed going. It gets some speed going. But I do love all the, when I was a kid, I used to love those miniatures, the detail. The detail mm -hmm. on those miniatures, yes, is fantastic. Other than that, um, I love pirates. Oh wow! Of the Caribbean or of the Caribbean? Caribbean. Yeah, it, it's the Caribbean Sea, but at Disneyland, I, it's Pirates of the Caribbean. I, you have to, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so we have a we have a we have a game we're going to play called Bad People. Bad people, and uh, we're all going to vote. So I'm going to read the card, and it's going to have a really horrible attribute and we're all going to vote. So Kalei, do not feel bad about throwing other people under the bus. Uh, we'll go around and we'll get, um, we'll get a, a verbal and then whoever gets the most votes wins. All right. So it's just, okay. uh, it's just who is most likely to do awful things is basically the game. And then we get to, we all get to expose one. Oh, of man. This is all right. So we're going to start out really easily. So who is most likely to lie about their pet, being a therapy animal. Who is most likely to lie about their pet being a therapy animal? Jake, who do you think that's going to be? Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, uh, Anita? I'm going to say Justine. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Patrick, who do you say? It's Jake and his lizard. Oh, <laughs> my therapy lizard. Oh, my God. Uh, Kalei? Just from what you know. Who, who is most likely? Jacob, there's no way. He, if, if they were like, you can't have pets in this apartment, there's no way. So you say Jake. All right. Uh, and then I say me. No, wait. Anita already. Anita, who did you say? Anita said Justine. Anita said Justine. Uh, I, I would I would say Justine as well, so it's a tie between Justine and uh, and Jake. 
Jake's therapy lizard. <laughs> that does make me laugh. This is my therapy. <laughs> this is my the therapy death lizard. A, the death of a fawn pet makes you laugh. So that's, that, good. that's, that's a tie. Good. That's a tie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I met Mila. Who? Oh, yeah. Mila. Oh, oh yeah. I'll, I'd stab someone for Mila for sure. All right. There you go. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Kali, don't bring actual feelings into this. That makes it hard. You know what I mean? Don't bring actual emotions into it. We're trying yeah, to. This sp- game's supposed to hurt. Yeah, we're supposed to hurt people, not not compliment them for people being good be for being good pet owners. I wanted to That's specify a- that I was talking about Mila and I. And not the not the dragon, not not the, not the lizard. Yeah, because you didn't ask me. Oh, Justine, I'm sorry. Who do you say? You just accused me. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Me. <laughs> Justine is the winner. Justine is the winner. Both of, both of these dogs are horrible, so no one would ever. But I would probably say I'm their support human. For so sure. Look I at them. need to calm them down. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, perfect. Who is most likely to keep a, a lost wallet full of cash, even though the person's ID is inside? <laughs> Who is most likely to keep a wallet full of cash? Anita, who do you think that would be? Wait, can we get some clarification? Like, take the cash out? Oh, yeah. They keep, no. No, no, no. They keep, they keep, they keep the wallet full of cash. It's like, oh, I found this. The ID's inside. They're just like, nope. (laughs) Finders keepers. That's, that's what they do. Put that negativity on someone. That's cool. why this is great. That's what the game is about. Like, are we talking keep it and use it, or like yes, you keep the wallet. You keep the wallet. Keep it and not use it. Like if you're gonna be a horrible person and keep it, you're definitely gonna use it. What's right. the point of just being like, I'm just an asshole for asshole's sake, not for the monetary gain? Yeah. What if you're like, um, I don't want to have to go through the efforts of having to oh, get this person back the wallet. That's fucked. <laughs> I don't think anyone here would, but I'll vote for Jake. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I think Jake at this point. I think he's he's made the argument for himself. He's keeping the wallet. He's taking the cash. In fact, he's saying, but for I don't want to do Jake's not taking the cash out. He's being like, you know what? I would feel bad about spending this money, but I don't feel bad about keeping it all together. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna have. I just have a bunch of wallets pinned up on my wall. Uh, talk about a fucking psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> and then a picture oh of where God. I found it. It's like, yeah, it's like in the corner. There's the wallet, and then I have a picture where I found it. Okay, I'm gonna have to go, Jake, because he's just yeah. digging himself. <laughs> it just makes it easier on me. Psychopath <laughs> level, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jake. Jake wins that round, I think. Calais, yeah, do you? Calais agrees. Oh, yeah, no, Jake's keeping the wallet. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I would have never voted. I would have never voted for Jake until he started talking. <laughs> he like he voted himself into that one. Yep. Oh God, you guys are. Oh, here's a good one. Who's most likely to blame their awful personality on their zodiac sign? Who is most likely to blame their awful personality on their zodiac sign? Who's first? I'm going to say Anita. (laughs) (laughs) It's me. Anita, you don't have an awful, Anita, you don't have an awful personality, but I can imagine you just doing something like, oh, I'm a, it's just because I'm a cancer and Saturn's in transition or whatever. Saturn's, yes. Yeah. 
I'm gonna say Anita. Anybody else? Anybody disagree? I don't, know Kale. I don't know Kale well, but I feel like she has so much information that she probably knows everyone else is fine too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Kale, do, do, do you can't be friends because you're this and I'm this? Kale, so. do you do you use the zodiac? I'm sorry. Do you do you uh, do you ascribe to the zodiac at all? Do you? Uh... I, you know. I would say I've been known from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> to say, well, I am a fire sign. Oh, there you go. See, she's an airbender. Okay. Uh, things like that. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I don't know why. Just Anita, you could just Anita, Anita saying something really awful and just going, well, I'm a cancer. <laughs> I'm like, it's the Taurus in me. Sorry. Uh, what is like, it? Uh, Gemini's always say that. Like, well, I'm a Gemini. I'm like, okay. I don't know any. I don't know anyone's signs. I know I'm a Scorpio, and they're always jerks. So that I guess that that fits. Uh, Scorpios I, are not jerks. That's every Scorpio I know is a jerk, and we all say we're like, yeah, we're jerks. First off, my mom is a Scorpio. Yeah, God bless her. <laughs> Does your mom like fat Scorpios? Scorpios? Scorpios have great worth ethics. They are really empathetic people. You are. I'm not an empathetic person. Yeah. He doesn't feel bad for anything. Are you kidding me? Anita, these people don't know. They only know me from the podcast. Don't be giving away secrets <laughs> because you know me in real burn, life. But when someone okay. burns them, they, yeah, they're, mm, they watch oh, them. oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, they don't play. Mm-hmm. I, will, <laughs> I will die and I will, I will die trying to get vengeance. I would, <laughs> for the most petty, for the most petty things, all this guy will go out of my way. What's, no nonsense. What's the story? No it's the scorpion and the frog? No. What is it? <laughs> what? I just, is it, I just read this, the next question. Story, there's an animal that's like swimming across a river. There's a scorpion on their back. Oh, and it stings them to death and kills them both. It stings them to death and kills them both. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. me. Oh yeah, I'll 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 cut off my nose to spite my face for sure, yeah. for sure. That's a yeah, that's a, for nails. sure. Uh, I'll cut off my nails to spite my. All right. Uh, so I'm. We are, do we Anita or Calais? Uh Patrick, what do you say? Mm, I don't know Kalei well enough, so I'm going to go Anita. Jake, Kalei. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he looked right at me when you asked the question. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I said Anita. I so I think Anita wins that one. But Kalei, I you do seem like not in a serious way, but I feel like you would just bust that out once in a while. Like I would, oh, like I would say something, and you'd be like, "Are you a Are you a Virgo?" Um. All right. This is a serious. This. Is, oh, I'm sorry. I cut you off. No, no, no. That's okay. Zodiac humor is always funny to me. Serious question here. Who would give the worst lap dance? Who would give the worst <laughs> lap dance? Patrick. I was just going to say Patrick. <laughs> I have no rhythm. I admit it. There are some things you cannot fight. I say Patrick, but I still want to see Mario. Oh, I'll give you a lap dance. Next time we have board game night. You're like a taller guy. I want to see that. Yeah, but if I lose my balance, if I'm if I'm hovering above you and I lose my balance, you're dead. You're both going. You're dead. <laughs> you and the folding chair are going down. <laughs> it's literally between you two, but I still want to see both of you do it. <laughs> oh, me and Patrick I'm do a good. do a lap off. No, no, that sounds inappropriate. Anita, you're the judge. <laughs> oh, please let me judge this. Uh, I love to judge. 
<laughs> You're just like, come on, let's, <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Uh, hold on. Put up both of his armrests. Just like, yeah, there you go. Let's uh, go. Okay, there are there are some really there are some really filthy questions in here, so I, I don't want to. Uh, uh, okay, here's one: Who is most likely to let someone buy them a drink before mentioning they're in a relationship? Who is the person who is most likely to let them let somebody buy them a drink before they mention they're in a relationship? Uh, Justine. All the girls. All the girls. <laughs> hey, what did I need I was going to say, I was going to say Jake before you ladies all fell on the sword. Uh, that's great. Patrick, maybe no Patrick would never Patrick would be like, I have a girlfriend. Yeah, I'm sorry. He would say, I have a girlfriend and then run out of this, run out of the bar. <laughs> Don't touch me! <laughs> I have a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Run out like like he just got a ten speed for his birthday. Just do <laughs> I do a I do a Kermit run out of the room, arms flailing in the air, and be like I'm out. I'm on the other side of the bar getting a free drink. You run away like you run away like the guy that got punched by Debo. <laughs> uh, all right, all the girls apparently won that one. That even, we didn't even get around. We didn't even uh, go around the. Uh, yeah. uh, who is most likely to be offended by someone's Halloween costume? Who is most likely to be offended by someone's Halloween costume? I want to say Patrick. Yeah, me too. That liberal white guilt. <laughs> yeah, I'll straight up call you out if your shit's racist. Uh, <laughs> they're wearing like a headdress. Maybe like, be like, what the fuck are you wearing? Yeah. 100%. Uh-huh. And then we go sit down and we have a long talk about cultural appropriation and how things aren't right and some things you just shouldn't. It's Halloween. Shut up. We're at a party. Don't give a shit, okay? <laughs> People whose culture they're appropriating don't care. Some things aren't right. You gotta pick your battles, though, honey. You're gonna burn yourself Doing out. Doing a poncho and a sombrero. Oh, you're appropriating Mexican culture. It's like no, it's, it's just no. You're just being racist. Wearing a poncho and a hat. Uh, who is most likely to go through their partner's phone, Justine? That was my no. answer. Also, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Who is most likely to go through their partner's phone? You think I go through not this partner? <laughs> what what are you gonna see? All the all the bejeweled scores? He'll, he like I feel like yeah. Patrick texts I feel like Patrick texts people while showing you what he's texting. Right. Yeah. Uh, like D and D characters. Who yeah, is the most likely to go through their partner? Who, who is the most likely to go through their partner's phone, Justine? Who do you think? Um I don't know. I would go with I don't know. I would say, I don't know. I don't know. I would, I would say Mario, not because he's the jealous type, but more of that he thinks something's going on. It's more of just he's like, I want to be up on all your business all the time, so let me be annoying about it. I don't think Mario knows enough technology to break into a phone. <laughs> <laughs> You have a point. Why aren't you talking to me? You have a point. We know you like to bug me. No, my wife. My wife leaves her phone. My my wife leaves her phone out all the time. I don't. There's no. 
There's no temptation there. It's just like, yep, you're on your yeah, phone. Yeah, Patrick knows my password. Yeah. He always just takes my phone. Yeah. Like, yeah. Same. Now, if I was dating somebody new, maybe I'd be like, oh, I wonder what what uh, yeah. what they, they said about me. And then be like, or text them myself, text myself on their phone. So later on, I could set it up. Be like, "Look, you text me this," and I'm like, "What do you mean?" You know, that's so fucked I, up. Bro. So I could break up to just get out oh, of yeah. a bad one. Sorry. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't have those kind of skills because I don't know about technology. <laughs> Anita, who is most likely to go through someone's phone? I know Jake puts on this like leisurely personality, but I'm gonna pick Jake. <laughs> Yeah, I think yeah. that if Jake had a bad girlfriend or was seeing yeah. something really bad, he would. He would, and he has the I technology. He's like a hacker. Yeah, I'm a hacker. <laughs> he wear that hacker headset. Uh, Patrick, who do you say? Like, she's like asleep, and he puts the phone to her face and like goes in there. Oh, I said you. <laughs> oh, you said me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not in a bad way though. Right. You just want the attention. Yeah, no. I, well, no, that's fine. Yeah, no, I, I'm not really one to go through people's phones. I, I don't have that much interest in anybody other than myself. Like, <laughs> you think I care what other You got to remember, I don't find anyone else as interesting as, as myself. So you have to remember that. And, and you're, you're your worst critic. So that means a lot. Right? That is true. That is true. Uh, Kalei, who do you think is most likely to go through their partner's phone? Well, every let me get, let me tell you guys something. Every time I ask Kalea a question, I feel like we're on the brink of some like confession. I feel like she could, she's gonna confess every time. <laughs> I don't know why I get that vibe. Like she's fun about to story. like this. Oh yeah, fun story. Actually, I was gonna offer a story. Yeah, <laughs> I knew it. Go ahead, go right ahead. Let's hear it. So I. I don't go through people's phones, but there was a point in time where I was notorious in, like, my freshman year of college for, like, if I went on, like, three or four dates with someone and I saw they still had a dating app on their phone, I would, like, bring it up. And I'd be like, so I just noticed that there's this dating profile or dating app on your phone. And then I started getting my friends to do it. So I wouldn't say like I went through people's phones, but at but you did notice hoping to see if I can see their app screen. So let me ask you this as a as a as a as a as a Gen Zer, what is because I I know girls have broken up with their boyfriends over this. How long? What what's the because I'll leave apps on my phone forever and never use them, right? And I'm not saying that that's is an excuse, but like how many dates before that dating app needs to go away? Um, okay, I think the hard cutoff is when you're sleeping together. Whoa, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. We don't talk about that kind of stuff on the show. Yeah, of course. Of course. Well, that because I think that that's like, I don't know, that's the like very overarching, but I think person to person, it's totally different. But what if I don't know that there's like a normal, like, but what if it's, it's one of those right things now? where like you're literally sleeping together? Like, like literally sleeping together. Like maybe you've been married. Oh, I don't know, twenty years, and you're literally just sleeping together in the same bed. And then, and then, and then all of a sudden, I don't know how Tinder. I don't know how Tinder got on there. What is, I thought Tinder. I thought it was a game where you build a fire. What's I it was going a stretching on? Stretching thing. <laughs> so okay, so 
most likely to go through the party. So is me apparently or Jake or me? I think Jake got the most votes. Did everybody? Did everybody vote? Did I ask everybody? Patrick said me. Justine said Jake. Anita mm-hmm. said. Anita said Jake. And then Kalei uh, landed on. She laid on the sword and told us that she creeps oh, her no. dates phones. Oh, here we go. This is in line. Who is most likely to complain about first world problems? Most likely to complain about first world problems. You know, like too many people at Disneyland on a rainy day or. Or like the fact that you aren't e that you're eating canned tuna. And or the f- Patrick, do you want to offer yourself up or do you want us to go through the through the charade of asking everyone. I'm sorry. I simply stated that I don't like canned tuna because I think it tastes gross and doesn't taste like tuna. It had nothing to do with wealth or first world problems. Would you like, I just don't like the taste. Who is most likely However, to complain about first? if you're biased enough and ignorant enough to make that assumption, that's on you. Who's- sure. Why not? <laughs> Some of us were privileged enough to have Aki tuna on a daily basis. Right. We had to stick with canned yes. tuna. And some of us weren't either. And some All of right. us chose not to eat canned tuna because they think it tastes gross. Patrick won. It's <laughs> 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 uh, perfect. Uh. <laughs> we broke it, Nina. Right. <laughs> Crying. <laughs> <laughs> New starving children in Africa don't have the luxury of not eating something because it tastes gross. <laughs> uh, uh, in our lifetime, who is the most likely to have a sugar mama or sugar daddy? In our lifetime, who is the most likely to have a sugar mama or sugar daddy? Jake. Jake's gonna have a sugar mama for sure. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> you know I've thought about it, but I'm like I couldn't go through it. He's gonna, yes, you could. Yes, you could, Jake. Everybody's had that moment, like man, you know, having a sugar mama or sugar daddy yeah. might not be terrible. But then I'm like, no, I would never. I feel like Jake would try it though. He'd be like, you know, this is kind of nice. Yeah. Why not? I'd try, I'd try it for companionship. I'd try it for like a month. <laughs> Just yeah. enough to get a gaming rig out of her, and then I'm yeah, out. Just, you know, <laughs> get a fresh, you know, yeah, new set of clothes, maybe new computer, <sighs> new car. I don't know. I love <laughs> it. Oh, this is good. This is good stuff. Patrick's still mad about the first world problems. He's very quiet. He's still mad about his canned tuna. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the taste of something. Guess what you're getting for your birthday? <laughs> cans and cans of tuna. Yeah, yeah I would suggest never giving something to somebody that can be thrown pretty easily. That's pretty heavy. <laughs> I've seen your, I've seen your athletic prowess, Patrick. I'm not concerned. I'll get you the packets then, so that doesn't hurt when you throw it. Over. <laughs> no, you get the you get the foil cuts from the edges. Ooh, those hurt. Those are bad. So, what happened before the show is uh, uh, Anita was and uh, was enjoying a lovely tuna salad, and then I had just finished a tuna sandwich. And we were comparing notes, and Patrick piped up and said, "Are you eating canned tuna like peasants?" And we're like, "Yes, Patrick." <laughs> I can't. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, who would eat a, a, a human meat burger for the least amount of money? Who would eat a human meat burger for the least amount of money? That's either going to be Jake or Patrick. Because you got because <laughs> all you have to do is get him to compete. With I bet you wouldn't do it. Oh, I bet you wouldn't do it. And they're locked in. It's psychological no, warfare. No, it's like it's like the price is right, but we're gonna like we keep trying to like underbid. Yes, you're trying to go yeah. for lower. Yeah. But yeah. I think Jake tries new food. That would be something different than Patrick. So I would say Jake. But you and you, but Patrick is always eating different foods too. Patrick yeah. goes leans toward the exotic as well. Patrick will tell me no. Jake's always like down. Yeah, try it. <laughs> like, okay, like what do you try to get Patrick to eat that he says no to, Justine? Pasta. He doesn't like pasta. What's uh, wrong with pasta? I don't like the texture. Wait a minute. Hey, Jake, this guy's going to eat human meat? <laughs> All pasta? Like, I mean, you know, if it's a texture thing, I mean, it's like a right, you know. See, Jake's more down to try new things. I don't yeah. think human would be one of them, but if it would be someone, it would be Jake. What if the Jake's sugar mama... What if the sugar mama pays for the human burger? Jake's definitely eating it. Jake is definitely eating it. He goes on to a, he goes on vacation to Cannibal Island, mm-hmm. and then there you go. Wait, you don't eat you don't eat pasta because of texture. You don't eat canned tuna. What else don't you eat? Because it makes you feel middle class. <laughs> 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 I can't <laughs> 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 Oh my god! <laughs> and Patrick just shaking his head over there. Like, we I don't, don't know he's not on camera. camera. I don't need this. I don't need the camera oh, to see him shaking god. his head. Oh, that was good. <laughs> oh. Mm. oh man! Oh, here's a good one, and it, it's it's not. Uh, this is not. Um, this is not just. Uh, 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 what's the word? Exclusive to the ladies. Who suffers from resting bitch face? Who suffers from resting bitch face? I need to stop looking at me like that. <laughs> you kind of you don't. I'm, I always look angry. I always look angry. Yeah, I, tr- I try to look unapproachable so people won't bother me. I really do. I really just have, I always have like a grimace on my face. I'm just staring. Don't touch me. De- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just a dead stare. Hey, let's go, Mark. Don't touch me. <laughs> Patrick kind of does too, because I ask Patrick a lot, like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm fine, dude. So I'm always, I'm always worried about that. But I, I'm going to say me. I, I really do. Mm-hmm. Anita, who do you say? Mm-hmm. I'm about me. I'm, I'm not going to say myself. I'm gonna say myself. No way! You always look approachable. You always and you have a lovely smile. I think we all have RBF except for Jake, who's just got a dumb look on his face sometimes. Wow! <laughs> Not in a bad way. He just likes dopey and fun. Looks dopey and fun. Ignorance is bliss. He doesn't have a problem in the world. He doesn't care about anything. Not a care in the world. Yeah, just, think, up there. just thinking about the next sugar mama. Where's she coming from? <laughs> <laughs> Convention. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, there's some good questions. That's a, that's a fun game. Let me see. Let me find out. Oh, there's some awful questions. And I don't want I don't want you to answer this, but one of the questions is whose parents are most disappointed in them? Oh. <laughs> that's, that's my mom for sure. That is my mother for sure. That is a yeah, there's some good questions. So we will play this again one day. That would be good in a, like with a certain group of like, you know, with like a certain group of people who like talk shit. Uh, like with, like oh. with another group of friends, like we all talk shit to each other. So I feel like that would be a. I feel like this is one. obvious, um, but this is going to be our last question. In our lifetime, who will be the first person to have sex with a robot? Jake. <laughs> Technology, man. <laughs> he didn't even. He didn't even like try to dodge it. No. Nope. <sighs> Moving on. <laughs> oh, that's fun. That's a fun game. Called Bad People. I think you get it. You get it, Target. It's fun stuff. I saw mm-hmm. it and I was like, oh, we gotta, we gotta grab. We gotta play this. Uh, but yeah, fun times. Uh, the other, the other question in there was, who has the worst first name? I didn't want to play that because I obviously have a bias over. I hate my name. My name was Why cool. Name? My name was cool until 1987. When Nintendo dropped, when 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 Nintendo dropped, uh, Mario, yeah, Super Mario Brothers. After that, it's it to me. Yeah, <laughs> never heard that before. Okay, but I'm always called Justin because no one sees my E for some reason. Mm. No one That's sees annoying. no one sees my E. That's the name of your autobiography. I mean, it'd be true. <laughs> no one sees my E. The autobiography of Justin <laughs> Norman. Caller ID on some things. It, it's my. It's too long with my last name, so it just shows Justin. Oh, like cool. Thanks, Justin. Justin. Oh yeah, and then my. Are you a believer? A Filipino accent. They all say Justin, so that's great. Oh, they go Justin. Justin. Justine. Oh, I love yeah. it. I love it. <clears throat> all right. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, Justine's birthday present that we all got her. Uh, and that is a James Bond movie. We'll be right back after this. Hey, welcome back. What a great break. We had a nice little conversation during the break. We, uh, Anita's putting a, uh, uh, Justine just discovered Bucky's and Anita went to a truck stop and, uh, it was good. And then we learned that, uh, what else did we learn? I don't know. Oh, Justine likes to print pictures. Like it's 1988 and she works at a photo map booth. <laughs> yeah. You guys, are you old enough to remember Justine? You were probably Justine and Patrick, maybe, maybe Anita, maybe Jake, definitely not Calais. Do you, do you remember Photo Map Booth? Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember, I remember having what? Your photos printed. Photo Mat booths. They'd be in the like the park. Photo Mat. They'd be in like the parking lot of like of like like if you went to the mall, there'd be a one. Of, actually, if you if you watch Back to the Future, they crash into one. But it was just a little standalone booth they would stick in parking lots and you would drop off your photos and there'd be a person that would take them and write down a slip and then they, they'd send them out to be uh, 
developed, and then you drive back like two weeks later. And oh, yeah, 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 it's yeah. It's also in uh, Police Academy where the one dude who gets bullied all the time works in a photo booth. That's right. And then putting his photo booth in the truck, mm-hmm. I think, and thrown it in the dump or something. That's right. Mm-hmm. Or no, it was the water. Hey, watch yeah. Back to the Future. Uh, they crash into one. Uh, they crash into a photo map booth. Yep, photo map. Mm-hmm. They crash into someone. They do. Mm-hmm. There's also, I believe, a Robinson's in that uh, in that scene at the Point Hills Mall, or I'm sorry, Twin like Pines Mall. Things turned into like a key making place, or they turned into some cool hip like coffee place. Oh, one little, yeah, yeah, one little barista in there just grinding away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, they were they were all over. They were ubiquitous, as we would say. They were ubiquitous back in the eighties. Uh, and now I sound like Doc Brown when I say it. I sound like Doc Brown talking about the pine trees. There were pine trees as far as the eye could see. There were photomat booths as far as the eye could see. Marty, that's my Christopher Lloyd. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Merry go round, broken down. Uh, all right. Oh, so uh, we, you know, my wife and I are on the on the TikTok all the time, and we we. We, we send each other TikToks and we love to watch dogs and people falling. That's our bread and butter. But every once in a while, I've noticed a lot of other podcasters are doing the, uh, they go to Reddit and they read the Am I the A-hole uh, section, which is basically like the modern agony columns. If you read Sherlock Holmes, there were the agony columns that called them in the old papers, like people advertising things like I've lost this or I've lost that or lost love. Yes, uh, Justine, go right ahead. Question for Justine. Never mind. I just realized how stupid it's going to sound. No, that's fine. That's okay. e- even better. Even better that we Those encourage. Those are our favorite kind of questions. Mm-hmm. Um, does is there like a limit on how long TikTok videos can be? I think it's three minutes now. Uh, there's a they used to it's thirty seconds, but now there's you can do three minute ones because there's some people. So on they're the, reading off these things, but they it just can't go that long, or they don't respond. To so it? what they do is they they'll just read the thing, and then they'll give you the the que- they'll show the cast answer the question, and then. Everybody comments on it, but they're on people doing it on YouTube. All the all the video podcasters are doing it. It's just a on fun. The Facebook. All on the Facebook, you can find them. Yeah, so they read it, and there's the you know. But uh, Jake is going to read one now from Reddit with it's uh, "Am I the asshole?" Uh, what's the so question, I'm, Jake? I'm stuck between two. Okay, so am I the asshole for not celebrating my girlfriend's birthday, or am I the asshole for kicking my sister out? Uh, well, how long are they? Are they are they both long? They're we both can... fairly short. Okay, well, let's do both of them then. Do do start with a girlfriend, and then we'll work our way over to uh, okay to the sister. Um, this happened a couple of days ago, and we were fighting about it. And I just want to know if I'm being unreasonable. So I've been dating Cora, my girlfriend, 25 for a couple of years now, and she just had her birthday. A week out, I asked her not to make any plans for her birthday, obviously stating that I had made evening plans for us dinner at this restaurant that she's been uh, talking about for ages, dessert, and then a drive to go stargazing. I had been hinting uh, around it all week to Cora. I also asked if her friends wanted to celebrate with her. They told me at the time that they had not figured anything out yet, so I assumed they weren't doing anything and then made my plans. The day Cora's birthday comes and she leaves in, uh, she leaves in the afternoon. I thought, um, I thought no big deal. She's probably just having some birthday time to herself. She hadn't posted on her store or anything, so I didn't think anything of it. 6 p.m. rolls around. I'd messaged and called her and still nothing. So I checked her location because she normally replies very quick. Um, We had each other's for safety reasons. 
and she was at one of her friend's house. So I asked her friend if she had seen my girlfriend because I had birthday surprise set up. I had a birthday surprise set up for her. It turned out that her friends did make plans for her birthday and didn't tell me about it because they thought I would ruin the surprise and wanted to keep it complete secret. They had lunch and then they made more plans to go out to some bars and celebrate. They then invited me, uh, but I declined out of politeness and not wanting to crash their plans since she sees their uh, she sees her friends rarely outside of work. I messaged Cora to have a good night with her friends and I'll see her when I get home. Um, I had cake waiting for her and thought nothing of it and hung up uh, or and hung out with a couple of friends. Cora came home and was angry. Uh, was angry. I turned down her friend's invitation and she wanted to see me with all her friends on her birthday too. I said it wasn't a big deal and that I saw her in the morning and when, or see her in the morning and when she got home anyway. I also said that the invite felt like an afterthought when she had all the time during the day to invite me and she didn't. Am I the asshole here? Uh, I'm stuck on stargazing. I'm stuck on stargazing. <laughs> I, I kind of want to call him the asshole just because he, stargazing is in there. But uh, I feel like uh, I'm going to say that he, so there's a little addendum here. Oh. She knew there were evening plans, just not the specifics of what they were doing, hence the hinting. He's the asshole. Yeah, this one's easy. He's the asshole. He's making her he's making her her birthday about him. And that's yeah. really selfish. It's okay, like, it's her birthday. Jerks. You show up, regardless or not. If if you are in a committed relationship for several years, especially from what it sounds like, and it is her day, her birthday, you show up. Me and Justine yeah, disagree. Me and Justine disagree. We disagree, homeboy, because... I think she would have more fun just hanging out with her and her chicks. I feel like him saying, hey, just hang out with your friends. I feel like that's pretty, like, cool. Like, instead of getting mad at... Uh, she if wanted to fight. Really, yeah, and if she really wanted there, then she would have said something, but... Right. And then I the, thought she did. She didn't. After the next day... I think the oh, bigger problem is that day. her wants are being communicated between people that aren't her. Mm-hmm. Because she, because of her reaction, there's a lot we don't know. There's so much context missing. But, I mean, if she really wanted him there and she told her friend and then her friend is not saying specifically that the girlfriend really wanted him there, he's thinking like, oh, she's just with her friends and she's having a great time right mm-hmm. now. That's what I'm saying. I still think you show up, though. Uh, I think that that can all be true, and I think it's a yes and it's her birthday. But here's the thing: here's, if she really wanted him there. Why didn't she ask him herself? To because come? it's her birthday, Jake. She shouldn't have to. But here's okay, the thing: so here's the thing. Right? Let's say spending time with her friends. Cool. Yeah, spend time with your friends. You still show up, all right? Say hey, I'll drop by. I'll say hi, happy birthday. Say hello to your friends, and then be like, hey, I can either stay or do you want to chill with your friends? No problem. Here's the thing we're all missing. He had to track her down via her location, call her, and then the invitation was extended. Remember that. Mm -hmm. He had to go the extra mile to find out where they were. She was not going to call him. It was already 6 o'clock. They were already into their plans. Had he not said anything or had he not tried to to find her? So there's nothing to say. Right. If there's nothing to say that he never, if he never called, it would have ever become an issue. That's what we're missing here. He had to try to say that he made for wanting to spend her birthday with her friend. He didn't get mad. She got mad later. I would also say he made some really vague, non-concrete plans about what he wanted to do with her by saying, hey, 
don't plan anything for your birthday evening without really communicating. That's not good. Yeah, but it's if your boyfriend says, if your significant other says, hey, don't plan anything for your birthday, obviously you have something planned, right? So mm-hmm. maybe maybe Kalea is right. Maybe there's some context here missing. Maybe he's done that in the past and has been like, hey, don't make plans for your birthday. And then, oh, sorry, honey, I had to work late and she spent her birthday mm. alone. Maybe yeah. there's something like that history in there. Maybe there's something like that. They've been together a few years. But in this particular instance, we, we have to take it as it comes. He told her, I have plans for your birthday and she went and did this anyway and her friends knew he had plans and they're the friends are outing or keeping him out because they're like well we would have we were afraid he was going to ruin it so we didn't say anything maybe he's a ruiner like this guy's a blabbermouth and doesn't know how to keep his mouth shut maybe he is why would they think that if he's doing the same thing of saying hey i have a surprise for you apparently he can keep a secret you just argued against yourself i'd like no i just it sounds like this guy's not a good guy Go ahead, Kalei. I'd like to offer that by qualifying his morality in the situation, we're going in on his intentions, and intentions don't equal impact. And the reality is is that she was upset. It was her birthday, and she wanted him there. And a lot of his frustration was, and it seems, coming from that. He did make plans, and it seemed like they weren't being dis- like respected. So overall, it's a miscommunication. End of the day, it was her birthday. I know, but here's my sticking point. The sticking point is mm-hmm. he had to he had to be the one to make the first he had to be the one to make first contact. He was gonna be left I, out. But the friends mm-hmm. made the plans for her. You like it's not mm-hmm. like she went out and was like Right. So I think completely that was ignore her. But let's I say we're yeah. bogged down in the, the wrong area of this is I don't think this relationship's gonna simply survive because it sounds like they both have communication issues and the foundation of a good relationship is communication and they're not able to communicate with each other. Three years, while it may seem like a long time, it's probably done this year. They're not together anymore. Communication breakdown. It's always the same. They they can't communicate with each other. They can't communicate the needs and wants and you know expectations from a relationship. It sounds like they're failing and They've probably broken up at this point. Justine, I know you have a question, but we are pressed for time, so I'm going to have to ignore that question. Yeah, let's move on. Just kidding, Justine. Go ahead. (laughs) It just sounds like he didn't get with her friends. Oh! She's holding up a Spice World. Forget it. Quit. Everything's Spice World for you. Uh, (laughs) But it's true. Like It sounds like the friends don't like him. Well, the the thing I'm taking from this is he didn't sound upset in the least. He's like, yeah, hey, I left a cake. I had a cake there for her. He sounded so bitter. He was like, she went out with her friends and yeah, didn't do not. my plan. No, he didn't. So fine, go be with your friends. He, no. I don't want to be there. That's exactly no. what he found. No, he said. He went out, she went out with her friends. He changed his plans. Like, cool. He bought a cake for her and was waiting for her when she got home. But do you notice how he had to throw it in? The cake was sitting there waiting for her. He was upset. He tried yeah, to play it off like he wasn't, but he was upset. And he 100% was trying to be Anita, he's making about him. You're absolutely right. Yes. There they're selfish and they don't communicate. This is just—it's a horrible no-win situation. I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. I feel. I, but I, 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 listen, I'm against the. Listen, trust me. I don't like the fact that you use the term stargazing. That sounds like the most boring. I just. <laughs> but I think in the bigger in the longer run, it, to be the better person, right? He should have shown up. Yeah, but I understand. When he knew, regardless of how he felt, right? right? Right. Regardless about how he felt that he made plans or whatnot, if he eventually gets the communication that hey, we're going out to a bar, we want I want to see you come out, right? And he doesn't show up. 
That's the problem. What he should have done was done it Scorpio style where you show up, you have a good time. And I'm in the car ride home when she's still in the afterglow of a great birthday. Then you, you bring up, then, then you, you bring, bring up, oh, I noticed yeah. the fact that uh, yeah. I had to invite myself to this party. I had to get myself invited. You ruin whole day. And then you ruin yeah. the whole freaking birthday. You nuked the whole thing from orbit. Problem. <laughs> He's not realizing that it's about her. Right. That's what I would have done. I would have gone mm. and then been like, oh, uh, so I had to basically invite, I had to track you down with, uh, with, with uh, our, our, uh, our app, like and GPS then, uh, GPS show, app and then a GPS app and then get invited to your birthday. Oh, nice. Okay. And then just nuke yeah, the whole thing. itself is creepy as shit. A too. tiny, a small conversation at any point in this scenario would have completely absolved any issues. Right. Yeah. I think they're both. They don't communicate. And mm. he's more concerned about himself than her. Mm. I didn't get that, but you're right, Patrick. He could be manipulating yeah. us. Yeah. Yes. Leaving out it's key very- details. It's this very is selfish. This is classic gaslighting behavior. This is classic manipulator yeah. behavior, and 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 he's trying to make himself seem like the victim here. You guys, like you it, guys have convinced me that uh, I don't know. He I still can come. be the victim every other day of the year except for her birthday, unless he's truly a yes. victim and got hurt. Why are we making so much so big a deal about so you? You didn't do anything things. on your birthday. Your mom did the whole work. Why are we making yeah, a big deal about? <laughs> this is why we're all. Oh my God! All right, read the next one. <laughs> read the next. All right, am I the asshole for kicking my sister out? Uh, my male twenty-eight sister, twenty-five female, has been having a lot of trouble finding a home. Wait, how old is she? Uh, she she's twenty-five. Okay, she's twenty-eight. N- doesn't matter, but anyway, it does. It does. Uh, has, oh, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, she got yeah. H factors into this. Sure. She got desperate one night and went to my neighborhood and slept in my car. Um, I found her, and against my better judgment, I let it slide and let her stay at my house. Uh, We were fine for a few days. Uh, She ate her own stuff, and I hardly noticed her. Um, But one day I came home from work and saw some paper ripped up at her feet. I asked her what they were, and she froze. She said it was part of that dumb little story I'd been writing since I was 15 in reference to my sci-fi world-building project. Um, she had always teased me about it, but I thought she grew out of it. I asked her why, and she said it just made her mad that I wasted my time like this. I said, uh, you, break in, you break into my car at night. I don't have you arrested. I let you occupy my house and put up with you for days. Um, she said it was just paper. I was uh, blunt and told her to get out. She called me an unreasonable monster, got in my <laughs> face all seething, and left crying. Uh, it would it would seem she showed up at my parents at my parents' house. Um, they didn't let her stay, but they gave her thirty dollars and texted me asking if the paper was really that important. She was no she has nowhere else to go, and I'm her only hope. Am I the asshole? Uh, no, you no, not. the parents are. Yeah, why can't the parents? The take parents her? didn't let her stay. That's a Honestly, sign. Just gave her thirty dollars yeah. and sent her on her way. I think there's more context missing for this one as well. Yes. That's the problem with this. You're not getting all the context. No, but... You're getting one side of the story. Right, but you don't go into someone else's house and rip their property up. No, no, I don't disagree. Uh, and also the par- the fact that the parents kick her out and then throw it on the kid and say, you're the only hope. The parents are the real assholes here because they obviously yeah. raised... They obviously raised at least one person to be uh, a Scorpio. And uh, But uh, what about the other one? I don't know. What do you guys say? 
Mm. I agree. I, yeah. the, the sister and the parent are assholes. So. Justine, yeah, very terrible relationship. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. No addition to this story. Though. I feel like Justine would tear up like uh, Patrick's D and D campaign stuff, and just be like, "Pay attention to me." Would you do that, Justine? No. <laughs> I don't I know. I just do things like, I just do things like, well, I was just in my room the whole time, just dying. Oh, yeah, yeah. She guilt trips. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I guess I'll just stay in the room alone. That's, and Catholic, die. that's Catholicism. That's the Catholicism in it. That's, that's <laughs> the Catholic guilt. Yeah, that's it. That's mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody doesn't like it. Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, that was a very short story. Not a lot of context there, but I, I feel like it's just you know, why is she out on the street? Why is she sleeping in cars? Why is she? She's obviously got some issues, but that's that's for your parentals to fix, not for your brother. You don't throw that on the sibling. And the fact that they weren't willing to help her. Right. They gave her thirty dollars. Thirty dollars. <laughs> I yeah, can, here's some cab. Here's some cab fare. Yeah, I could blow through thirty dollars at Arby's alone. Mm-hmm. They've got the meat. You know what I'm saying? I think that joke fell flat. No, for real. I really just could just like their food. I re- oh hey, but I really could spend. Oh, you don't like Arby's now? What do you like, Patrick? Food? No, you don't. Yeah, you, I do. Everything's got a bad yeah. texture. or smells weird or it looks different or it, you don't like the way it's looking at you or Mm-mm. Patrick has very high end tastes if it's not bulgogi or it's not uh, some kind of uh, high end ramen he ain't eating it did you eat McDonald's yes what did you eat at McDonald's I had a burger what kind of burger the basic cheeseburger you guys go you guys eat basic cheeseburgers at mcdonald's that seems like such a waste like you have so many meals in your life why would you eat mcdonald's sometimes you want bad food i love mcdonald's <laughs> yeah sometimes mcdonald's just hits the spot like i don't, I don't give, me a, give me a mcchicken man i'm sad i'm it's a mcchicken girl too mm-hmm. i feel like it's a good portion too when you get the simple ones because they're so small but you know what to expect. Like, if I want a small burger like that, I'm going to go to In-N-Out. It's the same size. The cheeseburgers are the same size. But In-N-Out, you get the, everything, you get the fresh produce slapped on there. It makes mm-hmm. all the difference in the world. Yeah. yeah. In-N-Out doesn't have a McFlurry. They have and shakes. Yeah, but most of the time, no, but they got a delicious McDonald's. strawberry shake. You can make a Neapolitan shake. Vanilla shake, yeah. Not delicious. the same. As frozen M&M's. Nothing better. You're talking about ice milk versus ice cream is what you're telling me right now. You would rather have ice milk with junk floating in it than a real shake. It's more like ice cream, though. It's not like an ice milk, and it's like mixed in there. It's not floating. This is what's wrong with this country. This is why. (laughs) It's right here. Don't make me side with the boomers, you guys. Because they're making me side with the boomers. Mm-hmm. Which is ironic because the boomers invented the McFlurry. They did. They did. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you guys are all lining up for their boomer bullshit. Yep. <laughs> Admire well, the asshole for not liking the McFlurry. Stolen, so none of us should. 
I hate McDonald's. I hate it with a passion. I mean, no one said it was like... Although I will tell you what, I will tell you what, uh, the the, the cheeseburgers that Justine are eating, just the plain, the little Mm -hmm. tiny cheeseburgers at McDonald's, those are pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Those are pretty good. And why are you talking shit? You know why? You know why? Because they put ketchup and mustard on it. Oh, so good. Yeah. That's you don't the, like ketchup and mustard? That's what I like about it. They put ketchup and mustard on it. It gives that nice zing. A little zing, yeah. I do, I do like that. It gives a little pop, you know, a little But all you, the, the nuggets yeah. are, the nuggets, I don't know why everybody loves chicken nuggets at McDonald's. They're terrible. Oh, those they're, are bad. They're awful. Those, mm. those nuggets are not good. <laughs> I'll have your chicken nuggets you don't want. Thank you. You can have them all because they, they're, they're like um, plastic. They're plastic. Booties. They're little pieces of plastic. I'll take all the little booties. <laughs> Chicken booties? Some take booties. all the little booties, booties. yeah. Uh, plastic from somewhere. The sham, shamrock shake? A shamrock? Do they shamrock still do shake. I don't understand why people go flip out about the McRib. That is a terrible sandwich. That is awful. No, hold on now. Hold on now. That is awful. It's not terrible. It's not good. I added a couple times. I'm like, this isn't. It's not. It's not that bad. Kalei, what is your favorite fast food restaurant? My favorite fast food. Mm-hmm. It's probably In and Out. Honestly, I love In and Out. You just shit on them for not having uh, McFlurry. Well, I love McFlurries. So if I want a McFlurry, I'm gonna get a McFlurry. Okay, but a McFlurry. I mean, okay, that's important. That, that's I'll get a, my In and Out burger, and then I'll go to McDonald's and get my McFlurry. First of all, God bless you for like mixing and matching, because I'll do that. Uh, they don't have Coke Zero here. I'll get a Coke Zero here, and I'll go to. Blah. Um, like I hate an extra large Coke Zero. I hate Sonic. The there. the food at Sonic is terrible, but I will go get one of their diet cherry limeades, and then go to another fast food place, and then go get. I do that when I'm driving around with my kid. We do that. We'll go get uh, the cherry limeade is real good. Yeah, but they do a diet one. I gotta have it. You can't tell me that we do have diet cherry limeade, and I'm not gonna drink it. Look at her. Justine's yelling at the dogs. Dogs barking really loud. Um, all right. That's, yeah, yeah. McFlurry. Uh, no, that's a dessert treat, though. So I don't really count that as McDonald's. That's a dessert treat. I'm talking about the food at McDonald's. The Big Mac is awful. Yeah, uh, I don't disagree. Uh, you know, a quarter, you know, I'm not going to lie. A quarter pounder with cheese is basically the, the bigger version of the little cheeseburgers. The quarter pounder cheese is good. It's not, it's too much. It is it's too not much. Like the, the little cheeseburger is perfect. That's yeah. it's all you need. If you're really feeling kind of frisky, you put some fries on it and you walk away. That's it. Uh, what, you get yourself a little McChicken and a McDouble, and you take the pieces of you smash them together. No, I remember no. Disney in the '80s had a thing called Blast of the Past. I think it was for ne- the 30th anniversary, which was 1985. And remember when there was a French fries everywhere? French fry wagon. Oh yeah. Oh. Right. Right. We bought that summer. We bought so many. Uh, we bought so much McDonald's because if you bought a large drink, they had the little tabs that ripped off, and they were giving away free passes. And yeah. I remember me and my friend that we needed four of them. We got three of them, and then the last day when we were going to go to Disneyland, we pulled in because my friend was going to have to pay, and we pulled in, and there was boom, we got it. The day nice. we were going, or like the day before, I was like, "Yes, we're going to McDonald's. We're going to Disneyland. Get free passes." So. Thanks, McDonald's, for a nice trip to Disneyland back in '85. Uh, what do you got there, uh, Colleen? Are you folding? Are you folding socks? Oh, you're. you're who's crying? I'm brushing my cat. Why? Why are you crying? Because of '85, 1985. 
Good year. All right, here we go. It's time for the movie Digital Movie Club. Justine, especially for your birthday, we picked a James Bond movie. Pierce Brosnan, my least favorite Bond. But this movie has uh, uh, Oscar winner Michelle Yeoh in it. Oscar winner. Oscar winner. Best actress, Michelle Yeoh. Anita said something controversial last week, Justine. She says she disagrees with you because she loves James Bond movies. I know she likes James Bond movies. But does she like... I said that with her on the show. Yeah, I've heard the clerk. But does she like this James Bond movie? Probably. Kalei, are you... James Bond movie. Kalei, how familiar are you with James Bond and thumbs up or thumbs down? Well, we'll find out, but was this your... Was this your it's first? It's my first James Bond movie. Okay, perfect, perfect, perfect. All right, here we it's go. It's my first one for the podcast, but not like ever. Okay. All right, here we go. Well, Justine had such a vehement uh, reaction to all the James Bonds that I've just assumed that everybody hates them now. Well, make make her watch it all the way from the start, and it's the worst. Just uh, well, Kalei should be doing her homework. She should be watching every movie we've ever watched for the Digital <laughs> Movie Club. I'm. You're right. That's on me. I dropped the ball. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh my God. Don't ever do that. That is so, that is one way to get me uncomfortable right away. It's like, oh my God, you're right. I am so sorry. I get very uncomfortable with that kind of uh, attitude. I do not know what to do with that. Don't do that. Okay. Um, Never mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll get to my movies when I get to my movies. No, don't. You should just, you're fine. Uh, all right. Uh, Patrick, take it away. It's been so long since I've heard Patrick do one of these. Uh, take it away, Patrick. Alrighty. Tomorrow Never Dies, released on December 19th, 1997, directed by Robert, uh, or excuse me, Roger Spottenswood, uh, with a 6.5 on IMDb, a 57% on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, a whopping budget of $110 million grossed worldwide. What? Uh, Jake, you want to guess, Jake? I'll say two fifty. Uh, Kalei, what is your uh, prediction for the uh, box office? Uh, three twenty-five. I feel like a lot of people saw this on Christmas. Three twenty-five, big Christmas uh, opening. Justin, mm, I don't know, like a thousand dollars. Anita, I'm sorry. What? How much did it cost for me? Hundred and ten million dollars. A lot of money went into those boats. Those, those models. Yeah. I'll say 310. I'm going to say 201 just to be a jerk. Jake? No, Jake I already went. Two, I said 250. Oh. Uh, $333 million. Dang. Kalei got pretty Kalei got Awful close. Nice, Kalei. Is this um, Pierce Brosnan's first? No. No, Goldeneye was. Goldeneye. This was his second. Mm-hmm. Did you guys not watch Goldeneye? I'm we, checking. We did. She just yeah. doesn't we did watch Goldeneye. But did I watch Goldeneye? Please hold. You did. Please hold. What did you give Goldeneye? Please hold. I don't think you watched a James Bond movie without me. 
Was it GoldenEye? I'm checking right now. I'm looking through photos. Why don't you just look on the database and find out if... Because I we're so behind. Because <laughs> I haven't updated in a long time. You haven't updated in a long time? In a What's long... the last movie on there, Justine? Don't, don't bring it up. Like six months ago. Yeah, you have to go back and listen. Minute. You have to go back. You're the one that's to go back and listen. Fans that actually go through it. Uh, the last movie on there was Adam's Family Values. Oh my God, that was Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's been a, it's been a minute. Yeah, uh, well, Justine, get on that. Just listen to the last twenty minutes of each episode, and you'll you'll be able to. Uh, well, because the holidays hit. I, we... I feel about. N- 80% sure that I didn't watch this movie. With this one before? I don't remember fighting on a giant. No, Goldeneye. Goldeneye had Sean Bean in it. So you would remember Sean Bean. Remember? He died in the like first five minutes and you're like, he's the bad guy. It had. Um, Is it snowmobiles? It, <laughs> it had it had mm-hmm. Famke Jansen in it. Yeah, he like jumps off the cliff and then. Uh, okay, okay. I did, I did watch that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you watched it. Okay, just kidding. All right. Uh, so tomorrow never dies. This is Pierce Brosnan's second one. This is my favorite Pierce Brosnan movies. I'm not like I said. I'm not the biggest fan of this era. I'm not the biggest. Uh, you don't like the Halle Berry one? What's uh, wrong with you? I'm not the biggest fan of this one. As uh, uh, I'm not the fan of biggest fan of him as Bond. Um, although watching this again, um, I always thought it was kind of silly until I realized. Uh, oh, hey, that's Roger Murdoch. And based, instead of starting a war between China and uh, Britain, uh, he basically got uh, the worst president in the world election, uh, elected. The worst president we ever had, he got him elected uh, using uh, the same kind of uh, strategy he used here. So uh, pretty prescient when you look at it now. Back then it seemed a little far-fetched and ridiculous. However, you know, the newspapers have been used to start wars before. You know, remember the main. All I realized in in... All of James Bond, it just hit me this movie. He was obsessed with shit with satellites. Oh, yeah. Everything is a satellite. Everything is always <laughs> a satellite. Has some sort of satellite. Yeah, there's always a satellite sort. in it. There's a satellite that can do this, a satellite can do that. Shooting lasers, yeah. controlling the sun. Right. That's his way to just like explain everything. Yeah, satellites. Yeah. Every first one. Although uh, John brought up a good point. I talked to John last night. I forgot to get his score for the movie. I don't think he'd seen it in a while, but uh, he did say he, he always likes the ones last where James Bond is going up against some kind of CEO instead of like a real supervillain, just like the head of a company. You know, I, that's the, that's the same thing as in Moonraker. It's like, Oh, you're, you're an evil. close to home, right? Yeah, you're, I mean, I, we're watching Fox news on the TV, right? You're an evil CEO. So, um, uh, but, What's the uh, the one image I have of this movie is always Michelle Yeoh walking down the wall with in the cool leather yeah. outfit and just doing mm-hmm. just waving at him. I always that's the one when I think of this movie, that's the one image that pops into my head. But um, let's talk about it. Uh, you know, you're the newest to the James Bond, at least on the show, Kalei. You were the newest to the James Bond uh, 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 milieu. So uh, tell us your thoughts on uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. What uh, had you seen this one before? I had not, and I want justice for Paris. Right, right. She gets killed off so fast. Right. And she's just, I feel for this woman. 
I feel for her. Right. That scene where her husband like pulls her in and kisses her made me so uncomfortable. Right. And then you see her showing up and it's just this clear power manipulation. Um, it really sent me on an emotional journey for the rest of the uh, film. You know what's funny? I, when, when So when Terry Hatcher made this movie, she had just come off of a TV show called... Uh, she had, It had been a few years, but she was on a TV show called... The Adventures of Lois and Clark, and it, she was like, "I was wondering when this was between that show." And this right, movie. and she was like, she was kind of like, you know, everybody loved her, and she then she kind of had a moment on that show, and then she didn't do anything for a long time, and then she turns up on Desperate Housewives, and this was kind of in between, and so when I remember in the theater when they did that reveal, I'm like, "Hey, it's Terry Hatcher." She, you know, cool, like everybody liked Terry Hatcher, and then you're like. I hope Terry Hatcher doesn't die because in the Bond movie, that's the first woman that he's romantically entangled with is always, she dies, right? It's always, we've, we've learned that pattern. So I'm like, Terry they're gets, not, he always gets two ladies. Right. I'm like, they're not going to kill off Terry Hatcher. She's America's sweetheart. They killed off Terry Hatcher. They America's did. And they sweetheart. did it through a female fatal trope. I was like, how could you do her so dirty? Right. Right. But I, yeah, you know what? So that really, I will say that they, I, what I did, what I did like was they gave it a little more heft than they usually do because they it hinted that there was the the past. They obviously had a past. He obviously mm-hmm. had feelings for her. She obviously had feelings for him, and they never quite got over each other. So I was glad they didn't just make her like. I mean, she was disposable, but at least they gave her some backstory this time. At least they gave it a little emotional weight, and uh, you know, and. Yes. Uh, and they didn't just make her like, hey, I just want to jump into bed with you. It was like, you know, I mean, obviously those feelings were there, but there was a lot going on. And she was still willing to help him out. She was still willing to. Yeah. Right. That's fair. Um, also, the guy who had killed her when he's in the room and he said the thing about the classic celebrity overdose. Right. That line really stuck out to me. So like a shiver down my spine. Um, but I mean, the movie was really good there was one part comparatively to like what i thought it was going to be right because i was ready for it to just be like women being used um (laughs) there was there was a little bit of that in the beginning but there was it was but i mean for what it could have been um but there was the one car chase scene where he has all his gizmos and gadgets and it was like say gizmos and gadgets car chasing three times fast (laughs) (laughs) When he's got the, when he's remote controlling the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The one thing mm-hmm. I love, the one thing that came through in this one, and it's probably my favorite Pierce Brosnan, Brosnan moment, is when he launches the car and he kind of does the thing where he just does this, like, like he's just like, he holds his hands up, like he's just waiting for it to hit and he's just so proud of himself. I thought, I always thought that was, that was a very nice little moment where you get to see Bond have a moment be, be just kind of proud of himself where, as the car's flying in the air. Uh, um, in my mind, this is not a James Bond movie. Like this is Michelle Yeoh's movie. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was fantastic. She was like his equal. I think that's the only thing that makes um, Paris Craver's uh, death more digestible for me. Is that there's going to be? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you get to see. It's almost like you could have filmed this in the reverse. You could have just uh, watched Wei Lin do her thing, and you know everything with her higher ups and everything and then have Pierce Brosnan be the guest character, um, you know, and show up. And, and I love that she never needs to be rescued. She really never needs his help. They're in the same fix together when they need to get out of the building, they're handcuffed to one another. Um, I thought that was, those are some great um, moments that they kind of threw in there to kind of make her, and this, you didn't watch super cop with us, 
But that's very much her role in Jackie Chan's Supercop, which I, th- I would recommend you going to watch, Calais, because as much as the women are props in his other movies, it's like she was like, she forced him to be like, no, no, no. We're going to do this and I'm going to be the equal. And then not only am I going to be the equal, I'm going to do stunts that make you have to one up me. So I'm going to do this stunt and then you're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to move, I'm going to jump a bike onto a moving train. So now you have to dangle from a helicopter because I've done this stunt already. And now you have to Mm -hmm. wake up the Annie. So it's very much the same role. So even early on, this is after her Hong Kong action career has already kind of been established, but she kind of does that for a lot of guys where it's like we're bringing this girl in now. It's like an equal, which I like for her. I like that she's, you know, she forces the men to be like, to, to respect her as an Well, equal. that big fight scene after they escape the helicopters when she's in the building and she has to kick all those dudes' asses, uh, that was Jackie Chan's stunt crew. They brought them on to help out. Yeah, I saw an interview with her where she said, you know, she she's worked with them before. And so the, I saw this thing in Vanity Fair. So she they... They built the mock-up and they sent it to Hong Kong and they let the stunt team work on it. And they told, you know, the, the producers were like, bring in a stunt team from Japan. So she's like, well, I'm going to use, you know, this Jackie Chan's or whatever stunt team. So they get there, they show up in, in wherever they're filming and uh, the producers are like, hey, where's your stunt team? And she's like, oh, so she goes to get them and they're all hanging around in, like the trailer. She's like, what are you guys doing? We're supposed to be doing stunt. And they're like, oh, we already did the mock-up we have like five different ways we could shoot it we just need to talk to your director and find out how he wants it done so those guys had like five different options already and then they were just able to plug she's so good she was able to just plug herself in and they were able to just shoot it like you know very quickly because they're used to that kind of shooting in hong kong it's crazy and uh it's a great scene because you do get to see her whip some uh oh she's badass yeah She's very graceful too. She's always very graceful. I was like watching her just move. She does all the really. She has like the really long leg kicks and does all that. The long leg, like multiple kicks in the air. Mm-hmm. 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 I like the scene where they're doing the motorcycle. And it's like, no, I'm driving. No, you're driving. No, I'm driving. No. I like that. Uh, although it is re- in Kanye um, music video, right? What's that? That Kanye music video with Kim. They did that. They did that. Yeah. Oh, first of all, I don't watch. Uh, I don't watch anything with Kim Kardashian in it. Though. Because then Seth Rogen did it with uh, James Franco. I think they did like a little joke of it too. Kim Kardashian is my James Bond. To, is James Bond to to me is what um, James Bond to just seen is what Kim Kardashian is to me. To be avoided at all costs. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, one of the Kardashians has been. Uh, Seen with Bad Bunny, so all the bad, all the all the Bad Bunny fans are afraid that the Kardashian curse is going to hit uh, Bad Bunny. So, just I you. mean, to be fair, Kanye was a little crazy beforehand, just a little, just a little. Uh, so, Kalei, you you were okay with it though? You didn't uh, you you enjoyed it as a whole? You, uh, I mean, Michelle Yeoh was obviously your favorite. Yes, she was my favorite by far. I was watching for Michelle Yeoh. Um, and I mean, it's not my favorite movie ever or anything, but and I was entertained and that's all you can really ask of a film. Right. Uh, what did you think yeah, of the villain? Seen. Did you think the plot was ridiculous? Did you, uh, the plot was not ridiculous at all. I think the plot was, um, ahead of its time. Right. And I think that this is a movie that 
people, I think if people revisited it now, though, I do think a lot of people would still feel this, like, this is so unrealistic. Right. Because you have like a fake ship, you have a you have a, like a a stealth ship floating around, and all kinds of uh, you know. Uh, you know what? Let me ask you guys this: Is this a European thing? Because I've seen it in a lot of movies. You wear a suit, and then you wear a collarless uh, uh, striped shirt underneath, and it's always the horizontal stripes, like you're some kind of sailor. Is that a thing? That's always I always see that in. Uh, is that a Euro thing? The guy's wearing it when he's on the roof, and he's like the blonde dude. And he's he's wearing a he's wearing a like a like a like a, a suit with a with a no one knows what I'm talking about. All right, yeah. uh, <laughs> but I do think all the like spy gadgets and technology does separate from that like disbelief of the media's involvement because then it creates a list of resources they would need for that to be reality. Right. Um, but we've already seen that here. We we've basically seen the plot unfold here. Right. In our in our we've seen somebody get elected president because of one media outlet just kind of pushing their own narrative. So in right? that way, this movie would work as a hyperbole, I think, to people's um, thresholds for believing it. Oh, there you go. I think I think they could say like, yeah, yes. And it would never get to this point or it never has this much of a state. What I feel, I feel like th- if anything, this is telling us we need Michelle Yeoh to just go into the Fox News headquarters and whip ass is what I think this. uh <laughs> <Yeoh> for president. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I would yeah. I would definitely vote for Michelle Yeoh for president. Um, uh, Justine, you hate James Bond. How did you feel about this one? Loved it? You're muted. Listen, Justine, do you always go, do you go in with a chip on your shoulder like, I'm going to hate this? Or do you get, go in giving the movie a fair shot when you start? You know, James Bond always, in the first 10 minutes, is like, yeah, no, I don't care for James Bond. He, it just seems like such a guy film. Again, like in the beginning, like him blowing shit up, I'm like, ugh. I just was bored. And I mean, they wasted lots of money for me to just sit there and go, okay, that's great. <laughs> Um, I did like seeing Michelle Yeoh. I thought she was nice to. Uh, it was nice to see a woman like that, right? And she wasn't gonna die, and she wasn't sleeping with him. I, Cause yeah, technically they didn't really sleep at all, like beginning of this until the end, right? Because in a lot of them, he sleeps with the girl, and then she gets killed, and yeah. Well, that was Terry Hatcher's role this time. Yeah, that was Terry. What what did you think when you saw T-Hatch? I saw her name in the credits, so I already knew she was going to show up. But when I saw that she was the first chick and she slept with them, I'm like, well, there you go. She's going to die. Right. Right. There's a recipe for James Bond, and it's not fun. But... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, his little... It was like a Nokia phone, I would say. It was an Ericsson. It was an Ericsson, which they it don't... Was, it was doing the most. Well, and... I, I love the scene where... I thought at first he had an iPad, but he had just a keyboard he was carrying around. But when he's going to everybody's... Uh, when he's having the staff meeting, he's basically having a Zoom meeting, right? And he's doing the... He just keeps doing this. Calais. Oh, the one-handed typing is insane <laughs> in this movie. Justine. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, it was so dumb. <laughs> Anita. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, Jake. Jacob. Yes. <laughs> I hate that. 
I hate it. I do I, like the I do like any movie where you have an area a vaguely Aryan henchman though, because you know he's gonna die, you know he's gonna get it, he's gonna get it good, and that's always kind of you know vaguely they're always like bleach blonde, and uh, you know it's fun. No, nobody. All right, I'm the only one. Anita. Uh, I feel like I'm going to repeat everything everyone else just said because I agree. Um, I really en- I enjoyed the movie um, for the most part. I, this is my first time seeing a Pierce Brosnan James Bond movie, so I liked him. I thought he did really good. He, he was really good in this one. He was good in yeah. this one. Better than I give him credit for, I will say that. He wasn't like incredibly like suave like most James Bond characters mm-hmm. are but he was still really good I thought he fit the role really well uh, Michelle Yo stole the movie like once she came into the picture she, she was a thing I was looking forward to seeing right. the most um, the villain was a little weak for me right. I get the context and like the realism like that was great but he just wasn't as villainous and I wanted him to be. Well, it's also hard when he doesn't enjoy his death. It, it, it's also hard when he doesn't pose a, pose a physical threat to James Bond. Like if he's not a very yeah. imposing, that doesn't make a very good. It's just like, well, he's smart, but you know, James Bond is going to prevail, you know? So it's like, you know, he's clever. It's like if, if, uh, if Bond took on Donald Trump, you'd be like, Oh, what, what, why? You know, he's obviously, <laughs> it's kind of the same deal, you know? Uh, yeah. but you, you, did... like you knew he was going to lose. Right. It was just too, it was like, Oh, there's no way. It it was like, how are you, is he going to lose? How? Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, um, but I like bringing back his death with the little like missile drill thing. I don't even know what the heck it was called, right. but I like that that like came back and was the thing that killed him. I thought that was very pathetic. Um, I, I love, that's always a thing in a bond movie. Hoisted on your own petard. Um, yeah. What did you say, Jake? To give the people what they want. That's right. Oh, so you? This was your first Pierce Brosnan. So who's your favorite Bond? Sean Connery. <laughs> All right, there we go. There we go. Uh, Kalei, do you have a favorite Bond? I don't think so. Are you are you more familiar with like the Daniel Craig era? Yeah. Yeah, he's dreaming. So Yes. Um, I mean, I was introduced to Daniel Craig, like, I got reintroduced to his movies because there was a whole, like, look at how much of his carbon footprint, how much the um, average carbon footprint for Bond movies had um, doubled and tripled with Daniel Craig being James Bond. Not to put that on him, but just in his era of James Bond Right. You know what it was? And we talked about this on the show. Uh, the Connery movies were like in the 60s, it was like a travelogue. He would go all over the world and they would do these really long um, shots where they would establish, you know, where he was, like Istanbul or wherever. And uh, they would, it was almost like they would send them all over the world because it was like, it was a way for people to go, oh, wow, he's in Japan. Like they're going to show a sumo wrestling. There's always like these extended shots of wherever he is. And you're like, why are they showing me this? But this is 60s before, you know, TV is as pervasive as it is. And so this is a way for people to, like, see the world, right? If you were never going to leave, you know, Iowa or whatever, you could go to a James Bond movie and, like, he's in Jamaica. You know, he's in Hong Kong or whatever. And they kind of did that again with the with the 
with the Craig movies, they kind of reestablished that. They did that a little here, but you don't really get, they don't really stop and let you see the scenery. Like, oh, we're in Hanoi, we're here, we're here. It's like a lot of uh, hopping around from location to location, but um, I think they really try to, to go back to that with the with the Craig movies, but yeah. Mm-hmm. But now with the modern sensibility, it's like, well, how much money are we spending to fly an entire crew to the desert to shoot, you know, a scene that's going to be five minutes in the movie, you know? Right. And I think about all the time how the but or the movie industry has put in so much money into movie magic, Hollywood magic. And I think it is such an awesome opportunity to artifact your craft by utilizing what you have close to you. And I understand wanting that grand scheme or that like big adventure. I also don't think that it's not replicable in a smaller scale without doing that. And in fact, being able to utilize technology, props, craftsmanship, that's a much more ready resource and is much more sustainable long-term. Well, the thing you're going to argue with is the thing that we run into on the show where we, me and Patrick and will say it looks look too much like CGI, right? Like that's the hard thing. To, it's th- that's the, that's the, that's the obstacle you need to overcome is how can you make it look realistic? And then, because there are movies that can make it look realistic that, uh, you don't have to shoot, you know, I think, um, Justine, you said you liked the last call of the wild movie with Harrison Ford. Was that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that was all shot in like Santa Clara at like a, like on a sound stage in like Santa Clara out by magic mountain. Well, aren't they doing that new thing that they do with like the star Wars movies where it's like all, they're like doing a, um, projection. You know, They're doing projection uh, mapping. Like I think is what it's called. Image around them. Right. So cool. I think those are cool. But right. I mean, they don't get to go to an actual set, but it looks cool. Right. I think the biggest thing that like you've seen in a lot of uh, Star Wars and a lot more recently is the blending of practical effects in CGI is what makes it really work and believable. Right. Um, as a way to uh, kind of do both. The only problem with the, the only problem you run into is a little bit like uh, we talked about this in Obi Wan Kenobi. It's like uh, it, if you don't shoot it right, it can look really cheap. But if you do it really well, it looks great. It looks it looks amazing. But yeah, uh, I think just for not even. I mean, I don't even think. Unfortunately, I don't think Hollywood's looking at the carbon footprint. They're just looking at ways to save money so they can make more. You know, they want more profit, right? But if that ends up being a benefit. And they don't end up, you know, jet setting off to like, you know, Antarctica every time they want to film something, you know, it's better for everybody. Right. But well, I think uh, that right. projection mapping, too, is helping out a lot you know, with like the Mandalorian where it's on a soundstage and they're able to create these 3D spaces that they're then able to navigate and project out onto uh, onto a backdrop. It definitely right. saves a lot. And you can I mean. As long as you're able to get a 3D model of it, you can have it be literally anywhere. I want it to be like the old Star Trek where you just have a cyclorama and like purple lights and just like a shrub or two thrown in the foreground on what is obviously like a bat. I love that, dude. I love that look. Like the original Star Trek, every, you know, it's all on the soundstage. Monster makeup. Yeah. But it's like a play. At that point, it feels like a play. But it's also just kind of cool because it's hard to like, you know, it gives the show a feel that it's hard to recreate. Mm-hmm. Like it's hard to recreate that feel. Cause it was like, they were working on such a tight budget, but they made it work. It's like they did everything they could to make it look otherworldly. And it's just like, yeah, you know, they're on a soundstage, but it's like, there's some, there's some crafts put this craftsmanship put into that, you know, you know, I think Dr. Who does a good job of that blending the two things. Yeah. 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 
Doctor Who's gotten much better over the years. I mean, back when I was a kid, it looked terrible. And the first couple <laughs> seasons, like even like, it, 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 unfortunately, it didn't start getting to look really good until I think after David Tennant left. It still looked very CGI. But uh, yeah, they're getting much better with that. So the technology's there. Uh, but now can you bring us, uh, to go along with that technology, though, can you give us a good story? That's that's really what... Uh, that that's really where we're where we are. Like you know, I need a good story, or I need a good. Um... And I think writers nowadays sort of under uh, undervalue the uh, the viewer's intelligence. Where it's like, yes, uh, we like the big explosions and stuff, but it's like if it doesn't have a good story to back it up, right? There, you know, there's a then... there, there's a place. You know, I used to be kind of snotty about that, but there's a place for every kind. You know, there's people that just want to watch a dumb action movie, and that's fine. You know, mm-hmm. if you want to go see, you know, Transporter 4, go watch it by all means. I don't want to watch it, but go have fun, you know, and, and do it. But, uh, yeah, there needs, there needs to be a place. But I also want – throw me some good stuff too. You know what I mean? Throw me something where I'm like, wow, I want – this movie was fantastic. Throw me in everything everywhere all at once every once in a while, you know? Throw me something that's going to leave me, you know, make me feel something or make me feel, you know, like you, did, you, you put some time into the story, you know? So James Bond does have a place, Justine. We just want to, you know, we just want to watch a spy movie. We just want to watch. We just want to watch someone save the world with a with a capable sidekick. Sure. <laughs> I'm just I'm just glad that there was a movie made to make fun of this, and it still felt like the same freaking movie. Which one? Powers. Well, we're not going to be doing Austin Powers because of uh, because Mike Myers is problematic, and so we're not going to we're going to avoid that completely. It's nagging on James Bond. Yeah, we don't we don't stand for that. We don't stand for that. (laughs) Oh, Austin Powers is coming up soon, very soon. Are you excited? Yes, I already watched uh, watched it a few times. I'm going to give it a six just to really upset you. I'm going to give it a six. Who cares what I give it? Who cares what I give it? Nobody's writing these scores down anyway. <laughs> Patrick, tell me about uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. Um, I'm always really sad that you never get to see him eaten up by the drill missile. You know it kills him. You know that's how he goes. But that's something you want to see. Like, every once in a while, I need James Bond to embrace the B-movie side of things and be like, yeah, I want to see a dude get chewed up by a drill. That's that's what I came here for. And, you know, so it, it's this movie's very much like edging. Like, you get real close to seeing some really cool shit, and you just never quite get there. Like the helicopter scene, right? Where the helicopter's fucking flying through the place and just causing all sorts of mayhem. You want to see havoc. people getting chopped up? You want I to see-, see people getting chopped up. Like sometimes there's, James there's Bond. No blood just, in yeah, no, there's, there's not. It, well, that's they they did it because I don't think this was rated R. This was rated PG 13, I believe. Mm, they right. do it so that way they can get a better rating, which I get, right? It's more broader for more audience and stuff like that. But, you know, sometimes I just want to see that shit. Sometimes a movie benefits from being a little gory. Uh, can we just say that Carver had like three seconds to get out of the way from that drill? Oh yeah, hundred percent. You know what I always think of? You know what? You know what my mind, what my mind always fills in when, on Saturday Night Live in the seventies. I used to do a thing called Mr. Bill, and he was a little clay figure. 
Mr. Yeah. Bill. Yeah, it was Mr. Bill. Yeah, and he went, oh, no. And then his his friend, his friend, Mr. Hand, was always trying to help him. And then he would end up killing him. He'd like get run over or blown up. Yeah. And there was one where he gets drilled with a drill and the, the, the Mr. Bill doll actually gets stuck on the end and it spins around really fast. Mm-hmm. That's what I always think happens to Carver, that the drill gets him and he spins so fast that his limbs come flying off because of the centrifugal force. So that's how I always imagine his death in my head. So maybe do that next time, Patrick. Yeah, I mean, you know, we want a little bit of that. We want a little bit of spice in the cake. Okay? Well, the the Bond movies are famous for that, and Jake is right. They always do that, like, five-second shot where the villain has ample yeah, oh, time, yeah. but they just stand there and go, whoa! Yeah, that's Bond always... It's the guy standing in front of the steamroller slowly getting rolled. Right. Right? Like, it's that's the way you they know. work. Right. Um, <laughs> it's like getting two-minute locks. <laughs> this one's a little yeah. bit more low-key on the, the crazy Bond gadgets. Uh, Except for the car. Except for the car, right? But Brosnan usually gets like the best kind of wacky Bond gadget. So this is it's a little bit calmer. We saw a little bit of that in the Michelle Yeoh uh, hideout space with the the nonsense. Of I love the fact that like he's completely an idiot when he's messing around with all her stuff, like the fan <laughs> and the dragon head. Right. Like it's nice to see that sort of stuff. Um, he was making a mess in that room. Like put oh, that yeah. back together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put it back. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was like it was that was a that was a, a metaphor for British colonialism, really, yeah, right absolutely. there. Just him Coming blundering in, in. things and leaving, right. <laughs> just leaving. <laughs> they, they yeah. Took the thing he wanted. He took the watch. And yeah. Like, yep. All right. Well, Try, I've had my fill. Trying to seduce the yeah. woman and then just be. Yeah, I'm out. About. I got my saffron. I'm leaving. Yeah. I couldn't seduce the woman. I'm taking this watch. <laughs> That's right. Um, Michelle Yeoh's a badass. There's a lot of fun fight scenes. Uh, it's not my favorite of the Brosnans, I think, but it's probably the best one. Yeah. Uh, I honestly think this is the most well-rounded, uh, of all of them in comparison. Uh, he's still not my favorite Bond, although I did grow up with him. Um, yeah, I mean, this one's, this one's all right. I, I always enjoy a good Bond flick. I've seen this one a lot. I do love that he is, like, flying around in the backseat. That does make me laugh that he's... Yeah, he... <laughs> he seems like the more of the Mr. Magoo of the Bonds, right? Like, where he's kind of clumsy, but he gets results. Like, there are things that, like... It, like, the whole thing with him in the weapon storage, right? Like, he's making a mess of things, but he's also seeing what she has and what she's, right. you know, gotten what she's capable of. And so he's kind of being an idiot about it. But at the same time, he's like, okay, cool. I, I got a good understanding. You know? yeah, yeah. Like, like um, uh, I think uh, Kalei said he or Kalei said, or, or was there uh, an idiot? He wasn't the smoothest. No, this no, he's, he's not definitely the sm- not the smoothest. He's not the, he's not uh, the Roger Moore uh, of it all. So it's kind of, He's very much more of a bumbling bond, and I kind of like that. Right. Um, but, you know, this this one's... The premise hits a little bit too close to home about mani- uh, media manipulation and starting World War Three. so it's, you know, it's it's a little scary nowadays. Jake, talk to me. You've got, you're holding your cat like a Bond villain. Uh, yes, yes. It, like, this movie was uh, surprisingly good, yes. Mm. <laughs> um, I uh, Yeah, I thought it was solid. Um, not as many crazy gadgets as I was expecting, so that was a plus for me. Right. I feel like the next it, gets one has too, a it, gets, it gets too crazy where he gets like, all right, he's got, la- he's got a jetpack shooting lasers, or he's like, he's windsurfing on a tsunami. That's, like, that's when... That's when we get a little. That's when it gets a little too much for me. But um, 
Yeah, thought it was solid. I thought Carver was a yeah, was a very um, realistic villain. Not necessarily like the the most exciting villain to watch, but definitely the most realistic villain that we've had thus far. Hey, I'm terrified of someone who can one hand type like that. Okay, <laughs> I'm that fast. Imagine what he can do with both hands. Talk <laughs> about a psychopath. Okay, like that's that's straight up crazy person. Danny didn't even backspace. He just oh no, he just like said fuck it. I'm just no. like I'm good. <laughs> Jeez. I agree. The way they had him have his mannerisms, they styled him like a very stereotypical villain. Like, he may not have been doing the stereotypical supervillain things, but he had a little bit of fright to him. Uh, he still knew Bond. I win. mean, dude, he, he, he killed his wife. So let's talk about that. You know, he killed his wife. So uh, we're not dealing with someone who is, you know, totally uh, harmless. You know, although, you know, he does seem like you could physically not imposing, but he's... Uh, Obviously, um, you know, a manipulator. Powerful in other ways. Yes. He manipulated and murdered his wife. That's true. That is true. Yeah. Michelle Yeoh, fantastic as always. I'm telling you that uh, walking down that, she's got that cool ass leather jumpsuit number. And she's walking down the thing with the wire. She does the freaking Spider-Man. And then like later... And she gets him mm-hmm. caught too, because she gets caught drilling into the into the code. She get she leaves him to like deal with it. She's like later. I do love I that. You got this. Light. Bye. Bye. Uh, yep. She used him as a used him as a decoy to get out. I love. Yeah, that. I think she's one of the better, um, uh, like Bond girls that we've seen. Right. I do like their relationship. Um, I do like the the give and take there. I do like it, and I like mm-hmm. that he ends up he does respect her. So that you get the idea that he respects her. Stuff, Which so. means if she's in the next movie, she's going to die. So yeah, uh, they should have just done her. I think there was talk of do, them spinning her off into like her own series, which never happened. I think they did that talk about that. Would have been great. I would have loved that. Mm-hmm. I would have loved that. Seeing Michelle Yeoh, but with like a with like a with like a, a, a Hollywood budget, just doing like you know giant. But then she can't do her own stunts, so it it is kind of not as fun. Yeah. All right, let's rank it. Tomorrow never dies. Unless anyone has any final any observations that we didn't touch on anything. Everybody's good. Everybody's good. All right. Okay. Uh, Jake, what do you rate it? I'm gonna give this a seven. Patrick, uh, six point five. Anita, I give it a seven. Wait, hold on. Uh, I'm sorry. Let me. Are you gonna write it down? Yeah. Uh, TND. So we have uh, Jake had a uh, seven. seven, Patrick had 6.5, and I'm sorry, Anita? Seven. Uh, Justine? Four. Why, though? I'm never going to watch this again, ever. <sighs> You're just doing it out of spite now. Not even for Michelle Yeoh? So, Wait till you watch the next one, Justine, and you'd be like, damn, that was good. Really? <laughs> Thing. It's gonna attack oh, this. The, the Ice Palace, Mario. Ugh. The Ice Palace. The worst. The worst. Kalei. So bad. Uh, this was a six. All right. Just as good as Casablanca. And uh I'm gonna I'm gonna give myself I'm gonna put it you know what? This is this is my favorite Pierce Brosnan, I think. Um it is the strongest Pierce Brosnan. Like I said, he's not yeah. my favorite, not my favorite era. But I give it a I give it a seven. Michelle Yo, man, just uh, elevates it. Uh, so yeah, I, give it a four for me. Otherwise, 
I did like Q C and Q dressed as a as an Avis rental guy. Um <laughs> Yeah, that was I did cute. like seeing Q. Poor Q, he's getting he's getting so old. We saw him when he was young and spry, and now he's he's an old man now. But uh, fire protection, earthquake insurance. I always he, it's always it's always great to just see him not put up with any of Bond's bullshit. That's always fun. Just like he's, oh, he's too old for that. He's too old. Oh, and this is the first appearance. Is this the first appearance of uh, of Judy Dench as M? No, she was in the last one. Was she in Goldeneye? Uh, yeah, I, I do. So. I think she wasn't Goldeneye. I think that was the first one she appeared. Yeah, in. I do. I do like Judy Dench's M. She's a no nonsense M. Does not put up with his bullshit. So I do like her as well. She's a. She's always a good. Uh, she's a good. Good foil for him as well. All right. So next yeah. week, uh, possibly. Oh, Mario, talk to me, Goose. Brent oh, Brent. Brent gave it a six. I'm surprised he doesn't like this one more. I think it's because of the villain. It actually went down for him. He said he gave it a seven, but in rewatching it, he gives it a six. Wow. He was the opposite of me. We we kind of switched roles on that. We kind of switched. Uh, so if you can work in, okay, so Starship Troopers is still potentially on the docket for next week. I will let you know as soon as I know, uh, dear listeners. Uh, but uh, we're also going to, so, Put in there, uh, put a pin in Starship Troopers. Uh, if not, break down Kurt Russell. Break down. Break down. Break, break down. down. Break Peace down. Off. Break. Kurt Russell. Down. Kurt, the great Kurt Russell. Yeah. We haven't had a Kurt Russell movie in a long time. Kurt the Hurt Russell. Kalei's looking at me like, are we? do we have to watch a Kurt Russell movie? <laughs> do you not like uh, the Kurt Russell? No, I like the Kurt Russell. You do? Yeah, nothing wrong with the Kurt Russell. Yeah, he's great. Captain Ron. I thought your leg was broken. Uh, it is, but I believe in Jesus, so I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that line always makes me laugh. Uh, all right. Guys, what a great show. Fun times today. You guys really brought the energy. You brought the You brought the noise. You brought the thunder. Uh, I'll never eat tuna the same ever again. Why? <laughs> I'll oh. always die laughing. Oh, because we're poor. Because <laughs> we're poor. We're eating, out of, we're eating out of cans, yeah. like 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 uh, like peasants. Think about think about Patrick's liberal white guilt was not enough to stop him from calling out the two minorities on the show. Uh, eating tuna out of cans. Maybe that's all we can afford, Patrick. You ever think about that? <laughs> Patrick's silent. I'll defend you, Anita. Don't worry. I will defend. Thank you. Okay. The two brown people on the show. Actually, there's three if you count uh, half of Colleen, half of, <laughs> half of uh, Jake. Yeah. But that also adds a white person. So it's really like, ah! Can we ever really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Plus Justine. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What a great Very show, you guys. Show. Yeah, next week. Uh, I, f- I was going to tell you guys that I forgot. Eh, it wasn't important. Uh, Are we going to watch Mrs. Doubtfire? No. I hate Pierce Brosnan. Why don't you like Robin Williams? Because when he's when he's not doing... Because he could be very schmaltzy. He could be very schmaltzy. 
You don't like a little schmaltz? No, I, I like a little, not a lot. It could be very, very, very. Um, it's like a super dose when you like get like those B twelve super shots. You know, you get. I love I love him when he's just being a com- that just the whole thing that the. You know what? You, I'll tell you why I never liked Mrs. Doubtfire because in the preview, he says it was a drive-by fruiting. And that got such a big audience laugh from the audience. I hated that line. I hated everybody in the movie at that time. I hated all of humanity for laughing at that line. And uh, I hate that everybody, I don't know. I just thought that was, was a dumb Was it because you didn't think of it first? It was just a dumb line. A run by <laughs> fruiting. That doesn't even make sense. It doesn't even. Drive by. Uh, it doesn't, Drive by fruiting. That doesn't, doesn't, doesn't. It's not great, but he probably delivered it really well. So it's, that yeah, it's not a great. Funny. He always has the best delivery. Yeah. Mm. Says anything it's and good. everyone's laughing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Listen, Aladdin, love him. Love him. Like a sweetheart. Come on. Love him. Goodwill hunting, love him. Because that was the kind of rein him in. Pull it in. One hour. You liked one hour photo? Pull it. Oh, there you go. A little photo mat. He could do uh, some, he could do some really great world according to Garp. Oh, I love hated him. That movie. He it could, was such a like feel bad film. I couldn't. Right. Uh, but he could he could really do he had some acting chops, but a lot of times they would just have him do these like here, here he is in Patch Adams. Here he is in this, here he is in that. And it's like, oh, really? We gotta see this Robin Williams now? It's like, don't always, you know, I don't know. I, that, that was always like, I, people are going to be mad that I'm slamming Robin Williams, but I'm not. I just don't like that. Do you like him in, what was it called? By Centennial Man? No. no. Uh, what, what Dreams May Come, all that stuff. is just. You didn't like him in Good Morning Vietnam? He was okay in Good Morning Vietnam. It was funny. I like Good Morning Vietnam. But Hook. Woo. Oh, hook. God. Oh, so good. Awful. <laughs> Terrible. Daddy. Terrible, terrible. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, so now that I'm done pooping on Robin Williams' legacy, <laughs> <laughs> you guys made me poop on one of America's most beloved stars at the end of the. Yeah. Now that everyone- hey, Mario, how is your um, how is your successful lifelong movie career going? Hey, listen. I listen. It's like this podcast. It's like this podcast. Some of the episodes are good, and some aren't so good. It happens to everybody. It happens to everybody. Listen, you punch up. You don't punch down, Jake. You don't. You always punch up. So it's okay mm. for us to take down somebody like Robin Williams. I just it, start. Pun- I don't. You know. I don't. I don't discriminate. I just start punching. Yeah. Him. Don't. No. You, you always punch up. <laughs> don't be. He's the, just flailing in the air. No one's safe. Anyone Everybody. can get it. Anyone can get it. <laughs> See, that's I why. Just start punching. That, I, that's why conservative <laughs> comedians are not funny. They always punch down. They always punch down. Mm. You punch up. Mm. Punch up. All right. Yeah, I yeah, I wish I had a, a career like uh, Mork. Well, you're older than me, so I guess I am kind of punching up in a way. You're punching. Yeah, maybe. You know, you're definitely out of your weight class intellectually. <laughs> that's for sure. But uh, I don't I don't begrudge you that. You got to learn. You're like a puppy. You got to learn. You, know, you got to. You're like a. You, you go after the big pup, and then you go after the big dog, and he's got to slap you around, and then it happens. You know, and then you you you. you, 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 you 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 slink off and you wait and you lick your wounds and you come back. I get it. And, I, and then I do it all over again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you w- without ever seeming to learn. That's just like a pup, just like mm-hmm. a little baby puppy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Notice how quiet Patrick is right now. Patrick learned. See, Patrick knows. Kalei <laughs> <laughs> shaking her head like, "Oh my god, Kalei, just wait. You're not. You haven't been on the show long enough. You will get 
the business eventually. Eventually, I will turn on you as well, and it's gonna, you know, you'll. But you'll yeah, be able. You. I would not want to go toe to toe with you intellectually, though. So I'm probably just gonna make fun of your, your something like your cat with a hat in the background or something. You know what I mean? I'll take the easy way out. That's fine. That cat in the back because you're scared of what's high up in the tree. <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Calais will wipe the floor with me. Uh, uh, all right, you guys. What a great show. What a weird ending. Uh, I pooped on. Uh, <laughs> I pooped on Ron Williams, and then uh, Jake got uh, aggressive. Got aggressive there at the end. I don't know. And Anita's just laughing because it's all her fault. She got, mm-hmm. She started it all. Mm-hmm. No, who did? Who said Mrs. Doubtfire? Me. Oh. Yeah. We'll watch the birdcage instead. How about that? Well, I thought about it because Bird there, are Bond, there are Bond guys in that film. Who? Mrs. Doubtfire. I don't like Pierce Brosnan as Bond. I just told you. Okay, but you might like him in Mrs. Yeah, but he's Doubtfire. in Birdcage. We're going to watch Mrs. When is Mrs. Doubtfire? When did that come out? Birdcage is a wonderful movie. Someone in Mrs. Doubtfire is dating Chili from CLC. Nineteen ninety-three. I can't think of his name. Oh, it breaks our. It's 70% yeah, on Rotten Tomatoes. Lawrence. It breaks our um it breaks our rule. It's a two hour comedy. Thirty minutes too long for a comedy. Two ninety minutes, please. <laughs> Birdcage? No, no, no. Uh Mrs. Doubtfire. Mm, Maybe we'll have to revisit that. I haven't watched it in a long time. Run by fruiting. It's a comedy drama. Yeah, it has some, it has some serious notes in there. Yeah, because divorce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Kalei, how did you... Oh, no, okay. You just moved the camera a little bit. It looked like you totally moved to a different part of the apartment. But I just see more of that side there now. Okay. All right, my eyes are playing tricks on me. It's time to go. I need... My blood sugar is low. <laughs> I need to eat more tuna out of a can. <laughs> yeah, some canned tuna will help fix it. Uh, yeah. Uh, by the way, thank you for this week's uh, uh, sponsor, Starkist. Uh, Starkist tuna. <laughs> <laughs> for Kalei, for Justine, for Anita, for Patrick, for Jake, we say this transmission ends now. 